Welcome to the Weibo Podcast. This is your co-host Chris, aka Haku. Here I have my other co-host here named Pat. Do you want to give us a little intro? What's up, guys? This is Pat. I go by Pika. Like Chris said, we're co-host for the Weibo Podcast. Chris, can you tell us、uh, how you came up with this name? All right. So in terms of the name, there's nothing that deep to it, but we're Weibs, and then it stands for Weibs Out of Office. We work nine to five jobs a lot, or nine to nine for a lot for a lot of the days, and we just like to watch anime outside of you know our work hours. So we just wanted to start a podcast where we kind of talk about the anime that we like, since we spend so much time just watching it, and that's why it's called the Weibo Podcast. This is basically our first episode, right? So you know we're getting used to the whole podcast thing, talking to talking about anime and whatnot, but. You know, we just want to give a little background on how we kind of got to this point and why we watch anime and why we even like it. Because you know, there's a lot of people out there that don't even like anime or don't even know about anime. So, do you want to give a little background on how you got into anime and what you like about it? Yeah. So, I mean, I've been watching anime my entire life, and I'm talking way back. We go back to like the Pokemon, the Yu Yu Hakusho, the Dragon Ball Z days. And you know, back then as a kid, I didn't really know what else what anime really entailed until I grew up.、Uh, started getting into Naruto, the Bleach era. Basically, as little kids, where、uh, you just wanted to pretend like you were some super fictional, overpowered character in high school who just awoke to some new superpower the next day. But <laughs> I mean, like Chris said, it's been quite a journey going all the way back from those early days to where I am now. Kind of enjoying different types of animes and genres for what they are, and kind of just I don't know the simplicity they bring to my life. Whether it's relaxing, entertaining, or sometimes you need those those tear jerkers. <laughs> Have you watched any of those animes that you were you used to watch back in the day, like Yu Yu Hakusho or Dragon Ball, like recently? So I actually spent some time. I think this was about half a year ago. I started replaying some of the Yu Yu Hakusho episodes, just because all I wanted to see what I remembered and kind of just relive some of those glory days. You know, some of those good old fight scenes, those spirit gun. You just went to random episodes and started watching it, or yeah, like、uh, there was that the dark tournament or something. I I went to that scene, and then when Yusuke becomes like half demon. Demon Lord, <laughs> is it hard to watch this though? Like for me, I, I you know I, I watched Dragon Ball when I was growing up too, and even like Inuyasha and stuff. And I watch it now, and I'm I'm like this this anime like aged so poorly. Do you think it's cringy because of the artwork or the plot or maybe kind of like the jokes, the inside jokes at the at that time and age? No, I, I think it's primarily the artwork. Like I can't. Like after you watch stuff like Your Name or like Weathering with You and stuff, the artwork just seems significantly worse, and it's even the animation, like the action scenes, like I'm like, oh my goodness, I used to really enjoy this, but it looks so bad now. <laughs> no, I, I definitely feel you on that one. Like I think even between Dragon Ball versus the Dragon Ball Z, like it's pretty hard to go watch like Young Goku and. Run around in like thirty, maybe not even thirty frames per second. I can't even watch Dragon Ball because there's like five episodes until one move is unleashed. It's just like a never-ending Super Saiyan mode for like five to ten episodes, and I can't even like watch the show without any 
I don't get any plot. Yeah, so, you know, it's funny. Everyone these days makes this joke about Dragon Ball Z and it's five episodes of going Super Saiyan. But as a kid, did you did you realize that? Or did you think that was a great episode of, like, him powering up? I, I think it might be a more generational thing because, you know, when we were growing up, like, there was more anime that was longer. Like, Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, Bleach... Ruroni Kenshin, Yu Yu Hakusho, Inuyasha, all these shows are really long and some of them have extremely long like fillers or like it just seems like they're milking out certain things in order for like the manga artists to catch up to the anime <laughs> and just give them more content. I don't know, that's, that's just how I felt while I was watching it. I think the one show that was the worst at that was Bleach. The amount of filler scenes that they would just cut to, filler events, like unrelated to the manga, to the story. I think that's what drove me insane, but the show itself was good. I didn't read the manga for Bleach, so I didn't know what was a filler, but it you could like obviously tell even just as an anime viewer, like, oh, this is like completely off tangent from the main story, which kind of sucks. But, you know, it was still entertaining to watch. I have like random dreams sometimes where I have like a Bankai in my dream. I'm like, oh, wait, I'm, I'm so cool. <laughs> it just reminds me of when I was a kid, basically. No, yeah, that's, those are some of the memories that you look back and you're just kind of wondering and you kind of go down memory lane about everything that at that point in time made you just so fixated in the story and on, on that show. And back then, you know, there's only a few shows that I guess you could really watch. I mean, I remember watching on TV, but I didn't really have access to a computer as a kid. I mean, I couldn't just go stream on Crunchyroll or on Funimation like we can now. I think the the access we have to anime, even on Netflix, has just, it's changed so much. And I think that's why maybe this genre has gotten so big over the past couple years. Yeah, that's actually an interesting topic. And I actually feel like we should even talk about it because right now we're, we're filming this podcast or recording this podcast on April 11th. But the Demon Slayer movie is coming out in about two weeks. And it's kind of insane to see how much anime is coming to theaters and how much exposure it's getting in like the Western world. Like it's not even just like the big names of like Demon Slayer, like Violet Evergarden just got a release in movie theaters. Like we saw Your Name, obviously, and we saw Weathering With You in theaters as well. It, it just seems like it's becoming more normalized, which is crazy to see because when we were growing up, like anime was looked down on so much. No, I, I think that's a good point because I think nowadays, like Halloween, right? You see little kids dressing up as anime characters. And, you know, growing up, if I went to school wearing like a Goku outfit or a Pokemon train outfit, dude, I'd probably get laughed off the campus. That's why I always had to be like a basketball player and wear like a basketball jersey and say, <laughs> oh, yeah, we had, we had to pretend we were cool and not, not the weebs inside that, that we're, we're really we're trying to nurture. Exactly, but this comes full circle because now we are doing a Weaves Out of Office podcast. So we're just, you know, letting it, letting ourselves expose the entire world. So, But it's funny, right? Because I think if you ask someone two, two to three years ago, the Weeb name had such a poor connotation associated with it. Yeah, definitely. It, I feel like it's more casual now. Like it's kind of in the same realm as a simp. I don't know if you've, you've heard like the term simp, but simp is like... A negative connotation i guess in terms of guys or girls that want to put like someone like some content creator on a pedestal and it's not that negative anymore it's just casually thrown around and that's just kind of how the weeb word is now 
Now that that's a that's a good point. I mean, I think it's actually become such a norm to watch anime and kind of talk about it more publicly and and with your friends and and actually even push other people to watch it without feeling I wouldn't say embarrassed, but you know, like you were talking about some different type of world. Yeah, definitely. But it's good to see honestly cuz you know, we have access to so much anime now. Before, honestly, like we would have to stream through free websites or like sketchy websites, but now we have Crunchyroll, Funimation, Netflix, Hulu, all these anime coming to theaters. It's just so easy to access. So it's it makes things easy in terms of just, you know, watching the new stuff that comes out every season, looking back at each season, looking forward to the next season and also like all the movies that are coming out. So it's good to see. So speaking of movies, what what's your take on this kind of I think Demon Slayer has kind of adapted into it where you feel some of these arcs as a movie rather than kind of progressing through the entire storyline with different manga seasons. I don't mind it that much. I know it's like a move by the company or the creators to make more money, but the story itself is so good. I know you read the Demon Slayer manga too, but no, we're not going to spoil anything for anyone that's listening to this, but this movie will be so good. And this arc is just like the perfect arc for it to be a movie, in my opinion. And just seeing some of these other shows, even like Violet Evergarden, like round out its show with a movie, I have no problems with it, honestly. I don't like the gaps between seasons, though. Attack on Titan's gaps, that, that needs to stop, man. <laughs> I've been watching this show for eight years. Okay, so just to put this on record, I started Attack on Titan back when it came out eight years ago, and I had already read the manga, and I decided I was not going to watch the anime until someone told me I was missing out. And to this day, everyone tells me I'm a clown for not watching this, but you know, now that there's this huge gap that no one knew was coming, I think, I feel like I made the right decision here. Yeah, I mean, coming into the winter season for 2021, I thought this was the last season for Attack on Titan. I literally was like, okay, I'm gonna, once this season is over, I'm gonna just watch all of it and just finish the show. And then I found out right when the season ended that it's not the last season and it's the part one of the final season, which is like ridiculous. And we have to wait another full year for the part two. I'm, I'm not gonna wait. I'm literally just gonna read the manga. And I feel like I waited for nothing at this point. Oh, man, that's that's hilarious. But, you know, speaking of, I guess, big gaps in between the seasons, I don't think you've watched Dr. Stone yet from the winter 2021 season. But no, let I me didn't. tell you, their last episode, they said and they introduced it. They call it the prologue of Dr. Stone. And what? they leave it on such a big cliffhanger that you think, oh, my God, did I just watch 25 episodes of a prologue like it's like the way they end the last episode of the second season is this is a prologue and it's so open-ended in terms of where the story is going to go it feels like one piece it feels like luffy has just set sail on the sunny to go become the pirate king and has no powers yet this is how it feels like and i was wondering you know dr stone has a lot of traction right now but i don't know if it has attraction enough to be eight to ten year anime do you know if the manga is pretty far ahead of the anime so i tried looking for it and i couldn't find it though granted i didn't do a lot of searching i kind of just googled it i think once or twice and i couldn't find anything now it might be a light novel 
And so that's another thing I'm not too sure about if it's actually based off of a light novel. I thought it was a Shonen Jump manga, but I'm not 100% sure on that since I haven't watched the show either because I, I, I like to wait to for like Shonen shows to finish because I like binging Shonen shows because of these gaps with like Attack on Titan. It's just way too long for me to stay engaged like the entire time of like eight to 10 years when you have one to two year gaps between each season. Yeah, yeah. It's funny though because Shonen does have some of the, the greatest manga of all time, I think. So you're a shonen guy? You know, I, I I don't know if I'm a diehard shonen guy, but you know, I think those are my memories of, of manga books, especially when the first ones were in English. Like was Shaman King shonen? I feel like that was a shonen. I guess so. I mean, the Shaman King is a show that's coming out in 2021, right? In the spring season. Right. And I, I remember reading that one. But I don't remember if it was shonen or not. I think it was, but can't, I mean, I have to look that up later. I have a opinion on shonen anime, and this is kind of going on another tangent. But I like shonen anime because I grew up watching shonen anime. But for some reason, it, this is kind of like basketball. Like fandoms of a certain thing ruin the the team for me. And then shonen, like the fans of shonen, kind of ruin shonen to me. Is that weird? I mean, okay, so elaborate on, like, what about the fans, like, drives you insane? Is it because they think that their anime is the best and that you're absolutely wrong for critiquing it? Or do you think they don't see the plot holes in some of these manga and anime? I think the biggest thing is that they think the shonen genre is the best thing in the world without watching any other genre. It is very niche. I will agree. It is very niche. No, I, I like the genre a lot. I have no problems with the genre, but I don't like it when I'm on like Twitter or Reddit and people are like, all right, Jujutsu Kaisen is the best anime in all of anime. And it's been like 12 episodes. Well, now it's obviously been like 25 episodes, but at the time when it was going for like anime of the year in 2020, it was 12 episodes and people were saying that it's the best anime of all time. And that kind of like, bothers me and then like if you look at their list of like anime that they watch it's like Jujutsu Kaisen, Hunter Hunter, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, Attack on Titan, Naruto. Okay okay wait 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 I gotta hold you up there because Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is a classic and you know that one is always gonna be a top five I think. That that one defined I think a new age of anime because I didn't watch the original Full Metal Alchemist. I only watched Brotherhood but when I tried to go back and watch Full Metal Alchemist, I couldn't do it. I think Brotherhood's really good. And I always say that Brotherhood is the best anime I've ever watched. I, that might change because of Attack on Titan now. But as of right now, for me, Brotherhood is, is the best anime. It's literally the epitome of anime. And it defines what anime should be, in my opinion. So like I said, I don't have anything against Shonen. Like I like Shonen as a genre. For for some reason, it rubs me the wrong way when people say their shonen anime is the best when they haven't watched anything else. Okay, I, I, I guess that's fair. And for all those Jujutsu Kaisen supporters out there, nothing against Jujutsu Kaisen. I mean, I've watched it. It's a great anime. I was looking forward to it every time it released. But as Chris is saying, you know, I think there are different genres. And it's it's very hard to base an anime 
if you're only watching 10 to 12 episodes of it. Because there are many animes I've seen where they started off so well and then they just ran out of budget or the studio ran out of budget and it and it kind of ruined the anime. Yeah, and that's that's like a whole different topic. I'm sure we get we'll get into another podcast because there's like that manga versus anime debate, which one is actually better because, you know, with the manga you you can get like the full breadth of the story, but then with the anime, you might not get the full story because right. of budget or business issues. So and, and I think budget is key, right? Because I think I was reading somewhere that Jujutsu Kaisen on one like fighting scene used more money than the entire season of something else in winter 2021, which I don't den- I, I could believe because Jujutsu Kaisen's artwork was great, but the detail to the fighting scenes was so, so detailed and so perfect and fine. Got, they got the points down that I think... Some of the smaller studios, not that are not MAPPA, it'd be hard for them to produce something of that high quality. I mean, MAPPA's kind of popping off right now because of all these shonen attack, you know, action anime that, that's been very popular as of late. But I guess, like, in terms of Winter 2021, I kind of want to get into this because, in my opinion, Winter 2021 might have been the best season of anime that we've seen in, I don't even know, maybe four or five years. I don't know. Did you watch anything in Winter 2021 besides Jujutsu Kaisen? So, did Haikyuu fall in 2021 winter? Or was that fall? That might have been I a think fall, it's fall 2021. I think it's fall 2020. Oh, 2020, sorry. Yeah, I think I just watched Jujutsu Kaisen. I watched uh, Dr. Stone. I watched... Uh, what was the slime? the slime one called? The time I got reincarnated. Yeah, reincarnate yeah, the slime. super long reincarnated as a slime. Yeah, that that one was really good. And then I watched the uh, second season. What's that? What's that? Uh, ReZero. ReZero. There we go. I'm Worst glad you, I'm of glad all you time. know. Hot take. <laughs> I mean, ReZero. I mean, oh, that's a, that's a tough one. That's a that's a hot debate right there. We'll have to have a full episode on on ReZero and what I think about it because. There are moments where I think this is very good, and there are moments where I'm just I just want to start playing at 2x speed. I actually run on the treadmill to ReZero because they're 30 minute episodes longer than any 20 minute anime, and I don't have to pay too much attention to care. Yeah, ReZero is an interesting one. So for me, I dropped ReZero in season one because I just couldn't stand it. But I know there's a lot of fans out there that think ReZero is probably the greatest anime of all time and maybe we need to get one of those fans on this podcast so that they could convince me that the show is not crap because i think it's absolute crap right now but i haven't seen season two so i'm not a very good judge though i do like amelia the character of ReZero, and maybe it's because the voice actress is also a main character in genshin impact but i th- i do like the character that her role in the movie i hate the main character and i'm just gonna say that because he He's just not cool. I, I don't know. I just don't relate. I don't see anything good about him. Yeah, I think that's what pissed me off the most. Like, the main character was just so worthless that I, I just couldn't stand him anymore. Okay, okay. So, worthless main characters, worthless MCs. Do you like those types of shows? Or do you, do you need the MC to have some type of unique talent, superpower, or just, you know, be a normal dude? You know, I. That's that's a tough question because I hate MCs that are just overpowered kirito and sword art online is just way too op he pulls five girls at the same time can kill anything with one swing of a sword like that, that that's that's too op man 
But that's what's cool about it, though, right? It is, but it's not very realistic and relatable, and that's kind of where I struggle. Obviously, anime is not supposed to be realistic. Like it's it's two D, you know, it's a cartoon in the end, but it's just not relatable for me. Like, there's no situation where I'll ever be in like Kirito's position. Also, he like does not work hard at all, and he just has all these OP powers. Yeah, Kirito is is definitely one of the more OP MCs of all time. Having said that, I love Sword Art Online, and I will stand on that hill and die on that hill. <laughs> Sword Art Online. But uh, again, we can go into that another day. But I'm a bit different than Chris. I, I do like some of these powerful MC characters. Well, there's some that I do like too. So it kind of depends. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess that's true. Like Lelouch from Code Geass is way too OP. But okay, yeah, that, that show guy is, is so that guy's good. too strong. But I think the unique part about Code Geass is is his psych throughout the anime and kind of the the role he's playing to achieve his goal. That's true. That's very true. There's there's just a very good plot and story to it, which I really enjoy. Kito is just OP in life, right? He's not doing anything special here. He's just defeating everyone and yeah, he doesn't do anything. Like he just goes into a video game and is way too strong. Anyways, but we'll we'll probably have like a full episode on Sword Art Online because you know we could probably talk about it a lot for a long time. But one show I really want to talk about from Winter Twenty Twenty One, and I I know you didn't watch it, but Wonder Egg Priority might be like my favorite show in like the last seven years or however long. It's so freaking good. To anyone listening to this podcast, you need to go watch it because it is so damn good and the art is so damn good and Cloverworks does a great job on it and it's 12 episodes I really enjoyed. Kind of similar to when I watched Violet Evergarden when it came out during its season. It was something I looked forward to every single week. Is Cloverworks, did they also produce Violet? I don't think so, but let me double check. Uh, no, they did not. Okay. So, yes. so give us that this uh, the short rundown on uh, Wonder Egg Priority then. Wonder Egg Priority kind of has same vibes to Madoka Magica to some degree. So there's four female main characters that all have like a troubling past of a friend passing away, and they are basically transported into this like semi world. It's it's not an isekai or anything like that, but they have the superpower to basically fight off demons to potentially bring back their friend that they lost. And it's just a lot of backstory and a lot of like friendships and relationships, internal struggles that these like girls are faced with. And it's just really good character development. It's a bit dark and a bit sad. I kind of like how Madoka Magica is at times, but it's, it's just really well made. And the action scenes are great. The art is fantastic. The music is on point. And there's still a special episode coming out in June, which will round out the entire series. So the Wonder Egg Priority fans are waiting for that special episode. Okay, well, there's your rundown on Wonder Egg Priority. If you guys give it a listen, if give this podcast a listen, you guys decide to watch Wonder Egg, please let me know so I can uh, decide if I should also add this in to my spring 2021 watch list. <laughs> Winter 2021 watch list. What was that? It's from Winter 2021. No, but I gotta add it into my spring watch list because oh my, I, okay. I've missed I've missed the winter, right? That, okay, fair. That season has closed. Fair, fair. Well, spring twenty twenty one is coming up, but honestly, 
there isn't much that I'm looking forward to, but kind of going back to our shonen topic, the Boku no Hero fifth season is coming out. Have you watched all of Boku no Hero up to this point? So I did not watch the fourth season, and partly because I had read some of it, and I just the plot got a little little slow for me. Yeah, I didn't watch it either. I I think I stopped after season three as well. And I haven't watched season four, but it felt really repetitive. And that might be because, you know, we've been watching anime a long, for a long time. And I don't know, like, if that's the case or maybe I'm just getting old and I can't relate to it anymore. But the plot just felt kind of repetitive to other shonens that I watched. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think they need to, they're kind of slowed down in terms of the development of the story. And I would have wished for maybe something a bit different in season four or even season three instead of the way they they ended it. And I don't want to talk about it because I don't know if anyone hasn't seen Boku no Hero yet. Um, But the main character, as he develops and gets stronger, I mean, for me, I like to see also the main character grow psychologically. And I think for me, that was something I didn't agree with in the anime i felt he was getting stronger but i felt like as a person and as a character he wasn't really developing besides just getting i guess more powers he just got op without the mental op yeah and i think you like to see it when someone works in an anime they work to get where they are like some type of training or something not just uh some type of psych change and then then they can uh do great things you know yeah, definitely. The training arc is always a delight to watch when we're watching Shonen. So. Kind of like the time gaps in Naruto, you know? Like if you're going to skip, at least show some of it and then skip it. You get kind of boring to just follow the whole thing. Right. Unless it's a sports anime. In sports animes, I love watching the MCs kind of start off maybe not the best. Unless you're watching Kuroko no Basket or something where everyone is some unnatural superhuman (laughs) they're just op to begin with making me wish i can do those types of things on the court i know speaking of sports animes um have you watched any recently no i can't even remember like my last sports anime that i've watched do you remember i started watching uh, you started watching it with me it was the basketball uh anime i'm I'm, like thinking really quick oh haikyuu of course we watched haikyuu but before that there was that new Yes, I had so much hope for that show. Yeah, it was a drop for me. And yeah, you know, I finished the season. I, I watched it all, but uh, man, a bummer. Bummer how it ended for me. I've kind of been wanting to watch a sports anime. And I think sports anime is a bit interesting because I feel like there's like a targeted audience for it. And not everyone really enjoys sports anime. But there are a few out there that are really, really, really popular. Like Haikyuu obviously is really popular prince of tennis at the time was really popular and i i'm sure there was there were other ones as well like i i I still read prince of tennis so wait that manga is still going on yeah it's it only comes out once every i think three months but they release like 10 chapters every three months and i look forward to that is it a continuation of the story or is it just like tangents now well like prince of tennis right and then there was new prince of tennis uh essentially where he started playing with the I think it was the high schoolers right 
And essentially the manga is continuing off of that. So I think it's like the U17 or under 17 tournament or under 18. I can't believe it's still going on. And like some of the guys have turned pro actually, like Tezka. Not to spoil, but yeah, Tezka was a beast, right? He What, his shoulder didn't get destroyed? <laughs> he healed and he just went straight to pro, dude. This guy was the uh just straight out of high school to pro. Just didn't even didn't even continue on. Or straight out of middle school, I guess. <laughs> Alright, let's let's be real. No one's watching Prince of Tennis, so we could we could talk about it in greater detail, but yeah, that's interesting. I, I didn't even realize that it was still going on because I watched or read Prince of Tennis when I was like five years old, and that was why I started playing tennis when I was young. So very interesting. It's funny how, how that can work. Like sometimes if you play the sport or if you, it gets you into the sport, you relate to that anime or show a little bit more than if you didn't have any idea what was going on. But like Haikyuu... I have no idea what's going on, and that show is still damn good. Like, I don't know nothing about volleyball. Yeah, I don't know anything about volleyball either. I mean, I can maybe bump a ball, but I don't know much about the rules. I don't know much about the rotations or the strategy. But, you know, they don't spend too much time discussing the strategy, but they also keep it pretty highly entertaining. Uh, especially the artwork is just so good. Yeah, it's definitely up there. I would say Haikyuu and... Run with the Wind are my two favorite sports animes. I don't know if you've ever watched Run with the Wind, but it's probably like, it's very sleeper. It's a sleeper pick. I don't know if anyone watches it, but it's so good. I I definitely have not watched Run with the Wind. You could add that to your spring 2021 watch list as well. <laughs> oh man, this list is going to grow and grow. I mean, there's only so much we, we can watch, I guess. But uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see kind of what I decide to watch in 2021. In this next upcoming season of 2021. Are you planning on watching the Demon Slayer movie? I will watch that movie. Um, I am a big Demon Slayer fan. Are you going to go to the theaters or are you going to just stream it? You know, I think I will probably stream this one just with the current pandemic going on. But if there wasn't a pandemic going on, it would anime for me is one of those shows where I think watching in a movie really amplifies the artwork and the audio and kind of the the feeling that anime gives you when you're when you're watching it i don't know how that is for you but i mean watching on my monitor isn't the same as watching on a tv or uh even a movie i mean i remember watching those pokemon movies back as a kid we used to get those free pokemon packs but i think well i remember watching those were like some of the most exciting movies of my life just Dude, those Pokemon packs are so lit, and it's come full circle because, you know, the Pokemon packs are back, and everybody's pulling them right now, so that's pretty funny. But going off of, I guess, that topic, it, it is true, because I watched Kimi no Nawa, Your Name, and Weathering With You both in theaters, and that experience of watching those m- movies in theaters is is just completely different from me rewatching it like 10 or 15 times on my TV. Right. No, I mean... That was definitely a highlight watching uh, Weathering With You in a movie theater. I did not watch Your Name in a movie theater. I think I saw that on an airplane, actually, going to Japan. I think I was, or Taiwan. I was going somewhere, and I, and I saw it on on an airplane. It's okay. No one couldn't wait, or no one could wait to watch Your Name. So we, we were just watching it wherever we possibly could. Yeah, yeah that one was a good one. I did watch uh, the recent Studio Ghibli movie in in theaters, what which one 
is it I'm trying to think. It came out in probably around 2016. The Wind Rises, is that what it was called? Yeah, the last one, I think, that yeah, uh, I did Miyazaki watch did. that one in theaters. I didn't even realize that was in theaters. Yeah, I, I mean, I it was near my college campus, and they had a small showing. and I mean, it actually sold out. It was crazy. I actually had to... They, You know, anime is one of those things, I think, where these small theaters will bring them in for, like, one of these, like, one weekend shows, and then they'll sell out, and then they'll bring it in the next weekend, so I got to go the, when it came back. But, yeah, I think when we when we watched Weathering with you, it was at a normal, large AMC. It was... Yeah. I was kind of shocked. I was like, wow. Anime yeah, made it... Demon Slayer the, right now. The American movie theaters. Yeah, it's, I mean, because I was looking at the tickets... Not, uh, I wanted to buy it, but you know, because of the pandemic, I decided not to buy it. But the tickets are selling out really fast. And they're just like at general AMC. There's, you know, granted that there is like the social distancing rules that are in the theater. So like when you buy a ticket, the two seats next to you can't be occupied and they'll they'll block it off so that no one can sit there. But the, the movie's selling out fast and it's kind of crazy to see how much people watch anime like i know a lot of people watch anime but like it's not that you can't quantify it really until you see it like how fast the movies are selling out in theaters yeah and you know maybe it's because we're, we're two california kids we have a bit more exposure to i guess more of these asian asian films whether that be anime or k-drama or uh even some of the big chinese films but I think we have the opportunities to see a lot more of these where maybe somewhere somewhere else they wouldn't show them. Yeah, definitely. Do you ever think that an anime can ever win an Oscar again? You'll have to tell me which anime won an Oscar because I'm sitting here wondering when did an anime win an Oscar? I think, I think, and someone can, one of the listeners can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the last time an anime won an Oscar was in 2001 when Spirited Away won really i think you know i spirited away is a great movie i i could see it but to win an oscar i mean that's a that's a big feat so but we've seen nominations as of late so your name was nominated for best animation didn't win in the oscars i think it lost inside out which is also a great movie so you know don't get me wrong inside out fully deserves it but will we ever see anime win an oscar when there aren't that many people watching it. Because if you really think about it, your name exploded in the global scene and that still didn't win. Yes, but I think when you think about what you're up against, you're up against Disney here, right? And Pixar in the States. Right. Globally, I mean, the Oscars is an American award. Globally, I think your name had a lot more traction than Inside Out or maybe some of the other animations from the u.s studios having said that i'm an american and, and you have more exposure to japan than i do i don't know if uh some of your family back home maybe actually watch a lot of the disney and the pixar or if it's more just like oh we've we've heard about it i think they do watch it because you know Fro frozen was huge in japan when it first came out and it was like the biggest movie for a long time every single kid was singing frozen even though you know it's a japanese version it's not like the American words, obviously, but Disney films sure, are really sure. big globally, and they're still really big globally. I'm kind of sad. I feel like anime does 
maybe it's because it gets like a bad rep or whatever but they're they seem to be at a disadvantage when it comes to like awards or you know like the oscars and i'm wondering if it'll ever grow into something that will be more normalized where it, it would win oscars more regularly because there are really good movies out there obviously like with the makoto shinkai films and then also with demon slayer i know i know it's a continuation of a series but it's it is still the top grossing film in japan now and it is being released worldwide with pretty good reviews so i'm, I'm just ever wondering if there is a future for anime in like award ceremonies i think there is a future i mean i would wouldn't doubt that i do think though that it probably cannot be a series type of movie that's based off of something unless that series had a ton of american exposure all right so we got to bank on makoto shinkai making the next your name and then pray that it wins oscar yeah i mean because right now i mean not everyone's seen demon slayer like in america and so not everyone's gonna watch the movie i mean even if this movie blows people out of the water it's uh you'd have to understand why like the story beforehand yeah definitely i, I can definitely see like demon slayer like not winning oscar obviously because it's a continuation of a story from a series and not many people are just gonna watch it and probably like the critics aren't gonna watch it as a result but hopefully there will be a time where it wins something again because when your name didn't win like i was genuinely like kind of sad because it was at the time it was talked about in the western world it was talked about obviously in japan it was talked about in all of asia it, it came out in all the theaters across the globe it was it was crazy like people that didn't watch anime was watching your name friends of mine in you know california or wherever else they live they don't watch anime but they were still watching your name in theaters and that still didn't win an oscar and hopefully in a couple of years or maybe five to ten years there's another movie like that where it's anime is more Agreed. normalized yeah. so you know i'm gonna say a hot take right now and you know i might get i don't hate don't hate the podcast because of this comment but i don't know if makoto shinkai can win an oscar because because your name was i think unarguably his best success but him as a producer he does not believe that right right i think he in an interview said that your name was not his best work but that's what appealed to most people so i think maybe what he sees as his not his best work isn't necessarily mean that the rest of the world doesn't think so right but i feel like that's pretty hit or miss because even with music artists talk about this all the time they release 13 songs on an album and the one they didn't think would blow up is like the best song on the album based on the listeners or like based on spotify plays so i feel like it just happens sometimes and there is a level of luck that that's involved but maybe maybe one day that is fair okay that that's that's a good point no that's that's i didn't think about it that way yeah so you know maybe one one of the movies just randomly pops off even though he doesn't think it's the best okay okay i can see that all right well this podcast is running a bit long now but to kind of round out the the podcast i, I feel like we should talk about what our favorite anime is or like what kind of genre do you really like watching so our listeners can kind of see from our perspective. Uh, obviously, I bashed on Shonen and the Shonen fandom already, and I'm sure people bash on me for saying that. But like, what kind of anime do you enjoy? And 
recent i guess like what are you watching right now and like recently what what did you enjoy the most Okay, yeah, I mean, that's a good way to end out this show. So for me, I think I kind of do like these MCs that develop into these strong characters. Or maybe when they play the role of the savior, whatever that is in terms of strength or in terms of kind of a slice of life leader type role. But I enjoy seeing the MC be some type of leader and develop. And whether that's develop like as a person or develop in terms of strength and, and powers, I just like to see that type of progression. And so when they, I don't like it when they start off, like we were kind of saying, just completely overpowered and they don't really have to do it. They don't have a learning curve, right? Yeah. But I think I really relate when there's this type of learning, clur- learning curve in the show and you kind of work with the, you work in the pains of growing and kind of getting from point A to point B. I don't know if that's a, that's a pretty vague response, but that, that, kind of description generally falls into more of the action thriller type animes sometimes it's the strategy right sometimes it's slice of life but you know it generally does fall into the type of jujutsu kaisens or the demon slayer type roles you know so i think demon slayer would be a perfect example of how he starts off weak and kind of progresses to get to where he wants to be to achieve his goal almost naruto-esque right, right. So I would say that's where I like to watch. It doesn't mean I don't enjoy Slice of Life and some other just general anime, but that's probably where, if I see a list of anime, that's where I'm going to start. Do you have a favorite? I know I, We all know you're a Sword Art fan now, and we're probably going to get a bunch of hate comments now because they know you're a Sword Art fan, but do you have? is that your favorite or do you have something else that you really like? Sword Art Online is definitely a great anime, and I would recommend it to anyone. It is not my favorite anime, but having said that, I have seen it multiple times, and to me, that's a good interpretation of, of something I like. Uh, favorite anime, though, I'm going to have to go with Steins Gate. I think I rewatched it recently, and... Really? I, I, I just, for me, that type of psychological type of uh anime is just i just can't beat it and it's not really what i was just describing which is weird right that's i mean it doesn't fall into that that category that i just described but it kind of does though doesn't it a little bit i mean like there's a lot of character development he's working to achieve it and but and the characters are kind of learning but it's also i wouldn't say the main character is i feel like he grows a lot and not it might not be like a complete straight line development from like weak to strong, but he grows based on what what he experiences. Um, I don't want I don't want to spoil too much about Steins Gate, but Steins Gate's amazing, and I just feel like there's there's like true character development in the show. Yeah, you know, I think it's actually when he's at his low point that um, for anyone watching and if they know what I'm talking about, where he hits that low point. And how he really picks himself out of it. And whether that was really him picking himself up or someone else kind of throwing him out of it. I Maybe that's what drew me towards it. And maybe just that type of mental, psychological thriller. But it when I have to think, when I watch an anime and I just sit there and kind of like wait for the credits to end. That's how I know I've... You're feeling something. I'm feeling something. <laughs> I don't know what time, what I'm feeling, but I'm feeling something. I think I'm going to rewatch Steins Gate pretty soon too. It's been a while since I watched it. But it's a really good show. And there's movies. 
That's what I like too. There's a lot. There's a lot to the series. So I guess, uh, what about you? What what is your favorite anime or genre? I think for me, I I do actually enjoy watching Shonen a lot, and I binge it a lot. I just recently just binged through Hunter Hunter, and I'm not done yet, but I've gone through a bulk of it. I just needed like a small Shonen break. But my favorite genre for sure is like slice of life and like drama or romance. It doesn't have to be romance. But I like things that are a bit more realistic, and for me to relate to it. I know some people like watch anime to kind of escape, like the you know the real world and the reality aspect. But I kind of enjoy the animes that have a more re like realism and something that I can relate to. So that's why I just end up watching like slice of life or romance a lot because it's it's just a bit more realistic, and I just enjoy that a lot more. But Right now, favorite though. What about the favorite? Ah, uh, favorite. If you had to recommend, okay, let's just recommend our viewers something. What would you recommend our listeners? There, there's a lot. There's a lot that I would recommend, <laughs> but I think my favorite, like my personal favorite, that I wa- find myself rewatching like numerous times is Sakura Soul. And I don't know why. I like. I I also like uh, Oregaeru, my teen romantic comedy, a lot. But those two. I, I'm like drawn to, and I don't know really why I like Sakura so that much. It's I like the development of each character. I like the backstory of the characters. They're likable. It's pretty funny. There's a bit romance in it, and I I think I just like like the struggles that each character goes through and how it how they portray it. And then my team romantic comedy is kind of the same. Each character has its own backstory, has its like own internal and external struggles, and. It's just like fun to watch how they grow throughout like the three seasons. Yeah, I think those two are my favorite. But there's a lot of sleeper picks out there that I would recommend more. Like you know, Your Lie in April for the for the sad simps, and then Lull in the Sea is is a sleeper pick. Toradora is a is something that romance fans would enjoy. So there's a lot of different genres within Slice of Life. I would say. But definitely Sakura Soul and my teen romantic comedy are like my favorites. I could definitely see that. I mean, some of those just have that that natural tendency to keep you in. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, not, even the plot develop. There's not really like a solid plot, but I mean, it just kind of keeps you there, right? It, you just want to see the next episode, and you can just binge it. Yeah, I don't know if I could like binge my teen romantic comedy, and honestly, just watching it on a weekly basis might have been more enjoyable because. From week to week, like you kind, you kind of grow with the characters. But Sakura, so I like, I rewatched that thing like four or five times, or it might be even closer to ten. But I, I just wow. like watch. I just lot. enjoy watching it. I don't know. It's it's just very pleasant to watch for me. So I, I just end up watching it over and over again whenever I feel down or whatever. Oh, also another shout out. I think or I really like watching Garden of Words, which is another Makoto Shinkai film, which doesn't get as much love as. Your name or weathering with you. It's like a forty-five minute. Garden of film. Words was really good. That was a really good. Movie. I, I just watch that movie whenever I feel sad. I'm just like I feel sad today. I'm gonna watch Garden of Words. It's a really sad movie. I I think you have to be feeling a type of way to. Watch yeah, it. It, it just makes me feel something. So, I just enjoy watching it. But right now, I'm currently watching Bakemonogatari. I don't know if you watched the Monogatari series, and maybe this is something we talked about. I have not. There's too many of them. Yeah, there's like <laughs> there's 
a whole list and I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta like prepare myself before I start watching this. But I watched Bakken Monogatari like a long time ago when I think I was in college because it, it was getting a lot of hype and it was just always regarded as a really good show. And I didn't really understand it at the time, but now that I'm adult and I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, this is pretty damn good. So this might end up making my, my favorite favorites list eventually. Hmm. Okay, well, that's a long one that I should one day start. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's like a really long show in anime, but it's just a lot of dialogue, so you kind of just have to mentally prepare okay. yourself for it. Sure, sure. I mean, sometimes that's part of for the course. All right, we're approaching the hour mark, so I think this was where we will wrap up our first episode of the podcast. I think it was a success, and we've kind of covered a lot of topics, and we went on a lot of tangents but you know it's fine it's just a casual conversation that we like to have and i think on a weekly basis you know as we get more comfortable doing this it'll just be more enjoyable to listen to and hopefully more funny and we cover a lot of topics that you know anime viewers and listeners would like to enjoy or would enjoy yeah hopefully going forward uh, we don't go on any more monologues but thanks for joining in for this week Thanks. This is Weeaboo. Weeaboo. Peace out and see you in week two.